every moment we have a choice of how we react to something. And so, and not that it's always going to be good, but each moment we have that choice. And as we continue to make those choices, you either go this way or that way or somewhere in between, but you end up kind of going one way. And when you face adversity and when you face tough times, learning over time how to ride and navigate those waves. Like I've been through stuff in my life where I was like, okay, I know this isn't going to take me down. It's not going to knock me down. But the reality is sometimes it does. And it took me a hot minute to, to be able to pick myself up and go, no, I'm going to be all right. We got this. We're good. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I put my faith in the universe and God and, and everything that I cannot see that all these little baby steps I've taken for years and years and years to get to where I'm at, it's going to go somewhere. And then sure enough, a few months later, I was like, oh, light bulb, I see it now. <laughs> Life is gonna give you challenges, struggles. It's gonna force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the family. All you regular listeners, welcome back. If you aren't subscribed yet to the podcast, please do so. Go over to Apple if you're listening there. Hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on Spotify, hit the follow button. We are also available on YouTube. We have shortened versions, and we also have the full version for you as well. And we just ask that you subscribe to the show. That's how you and how you can support the show, everybody, is just by sharing this. You know, we don't have ads, we don't charge for the show. Just ask that if you get value from this, share this with a friend, tag us on social media, tag us on Instagram, and share it with somebody that needs it. And if you do get value from it, leave us a review. It's always greatly appreciated on Apple. It helps to grow the show as well. Now, for today's guest, she has become a very good friend of mine. She was on the University of Adversity Summit, and she's an absolute powerhouse. And she inspires me, her story, and how she, her out, her take on self-care is really powerful and how the little steps every single day make a huge difference. So a little bit about her bio. Jamie McFadden is a self-care specialist and a lifestyle mentor. She's been an expert researcher in health and wellness for over 10 years, and has worked alongside worked alongside Jillian Michaels, who is a celebrity trainer, and she's the host of a podcast called "What's the Word," which focuses on interviewing the most inspirational people using a word of the day. Her goal is to empower and educate listeners on how to live better in all areas of life. She is also holds ten international accredited certifications in fitness, yoga, mindfulness pre postnatal and currently in training with leading neuroscience doctor to add brain training to the mix. So we cover some good, some very good stuff here. Um, we have similarities to our story, which you guys will see with our, with our dads and, you know, some of the things that she's been through and the adversity that she's been through to get her to where she is today is really inspiring. And she's got some real great tangible tips for you guys that if you're going through some things and you want to make changes in your life that you can apply. So make sure you listen to this right to the end. And um, 
yeah, this was, I remember after this episode, I was super inspired and I was super grateful to have her on and you guys make sure to check her out on Instagram. We'll have all her, all her, all her information in the show notes for you and do yourself a favor and do that and check out what she has to offer. So enjoy the episode. Jamie McFadden coming right up. Here we go, Jamie. Welcome to University of Adversity. I'm super grateful to have you here finally. Yay. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Lance. Absolutely. And I've wanted to connect with you for a while. And we are a mutual friend, Samantha, introduced us. And I was really, really inspired by your energy, you know, and just seeing how you show up and just really like, I, I really pay attention to people that have that, that energy about them on social media and what they do and how they show up. So I really appreciate that. And I'm really excited to kind of dive into like how that all came together and how, you know, you show up on a daily basis. So where I would, where I would love to start is, you know, I used to ask this question a lot with people during kind of like lockdown and all that. And I haven't really asked it in a while, but I think it's an important question is to like, you know, within the last year, year and a half, how long it's been, this situation that we've been through has really forced people to, you know, dig deep in certain ways. Certain people have gone through harder times than others. Some have thrived, some haven't. So where I would love to start is what has that been like for you? You know, like how, how have you had to show up differently or have you, and how have you had to pivot in your life, in your business because of all this craziness? Great question. Love that as a Kickstarter. And yeah, this year has been the last year, year and a half. It's definitely been, I continuously think about just riding the wave, right? Like I imagine myself surfing, which I like to do. And it's like, okay, you're in the water. You never know when that sneaker waves come in. And this year has just been like one after the next where it's like, boom, boom. And so I've had to show up differently in many ways, but something that right away came off the bat for me was in the last year, uh, almost six months ago, it was, I very unexpectedly lost my full-time job. And so I I had always had the full-time and then was doing stuff on the side And I've never talked about this before. So you're getting like the exclusive thing here. And I've never lost a job before. And it was a huge surprise because that was the bread and butter. That was the, you know, the keeping that everything structured and solid and you have your foundation. And then everything else I do is passion and love and and all that. And so losing that was really tough, especially because I thought I was like, okay, I made it. I feel like I, I made it through the toughest part of last year. And as a busy working single mom, I feel like the last four years actually prepped me for going through a lockdown, being with my kid. My kid's been with me at all my jobs. My kid's gone everywhere with me. So that wasn't the tough part. Um, You know, obviously seeing how many people lost their jobs, how many people lost their minds, how many people were sick, how many people that, that was hard to see but it wasn't, didn't necessarily directly affect my personal life. And then all of a sudden it was like, right when we're coming out of the the tough point, when I least expected, it was like, oh, by the way, so sorry to tell you, Merry Christmas. You don't have a job. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Uh, So that was an interesting thing. I had to show up very different. 
Um, and I had to really like put my bootstraps on and realize that this is just the way that these things go. So, um, yeah, but I also feel like riding that wave when you have moments like that, where something feels like it's crashing on you or you're crashing down that in that moment is when you really, if you either show up or you don't, and that's, what's going to determine the outcome. Hmm. So I showed up. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a lot of uncertainty, like when you're doing other stuff and then you have that solid, that solid job mm-hmm. and that's taken away. It's, it's got to challenge people to really, to force them to really dig into like how deep are your beliefs and what you can create outside of that thing right. you're doing. Right. And it was also something that I loved doing. It was, I mean, I was fulfilling a mm. dream while doing it and I was helping to build it. And um, yeah, I think just the the other thing that really brought up for me was the uncertainty in life there's no guarantee, right? So no matter what, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's your health, whether it's your job, whether it's a relationship, there's no guarantee. And so at the end of each moment, each day, when something hits you and you go, whoa, you know, instead of trying to avoid it or act like it, you know, doesn't phase you or whatnot, or the opposite, getting so absorbed in the feelings or the emotions of it. Because I know for me, when I went through that experience, it then brought up other stuff, you know, it made me like it, it brought back things from my childhood. It brought back it, it, all these weird the traumas emotions. And yeah. Because it felt like almost like I got cheated on, you know, it felt like oh, yeah, the, the abandoned, you know, like it was like, wait, what? Like uh, I gave you everything. I was your, I was exclusive. Um, but I love, you You know, it was that whole thing. And at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, but you know what, that there's a great lesson in that too. And that, actually ended up being, I, I feel in life and the pandemic is, is no different. Every moment we have a choice of how we react to something. And so, and not that it's always going to be good, but each moment we have that choice. And as we continue to make those choices, you either go this way or that way or somewhere in between, but you end up kind of going one way. And when you face adversity and when you face tough times, learning over time how to ride and navigate those waves. Like I've been through stuff in my life where I was like, okay, I know this isn't going to take me down. It's not going to knock me down. But the reality is sometimes it does. And it took me a hot minute to, to be able to pick myself up and go, no, I'm going to be all right. We got this. We're good. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I put my faith in the universe and God and, and everything that I cannot see that all these little baby steps I've taken for years and years and years to get to where I'm at, it's going to go somewhere. And then sure enough, a few months later, I was like, oh, light bulb, I see it now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, choice. Choice is, is, is really all we have in the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And from our past and our past stories, a lot of times that'll determine on how we make those choices. So if we keep repeating the same choice from the from the past <laughs> narrative, we keep yeah. getting the similar, mm-hmm. the similar future, and that's what it's so it's so crazy because when you think about it, that's really it. Like, how do you choose to react in that situation? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard because we only know 
what we know from what we've gone through. Mm-hmm. So the triggers and the traumas, it's like, oh, wow. Like, I mean, I see that a lot too. These things pop up that we think that we've dealt with. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa. I still have that. I still have that mm-hmm. like scared little boy popping up right now. <laughs> right. And, it's a, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, um, just as I'm saying this right now, cause I've actually, like I said, I've never spoken about it because it's something that it was, as I was going through it, I had to go through it. Right. Mm. It's, I think sometimes there's a moment where you need, um, the space to feel what's going on, to allow the emotions to happen and, and the time to occur before it's almost like as a kid, when my dad passed away, it took me a long time before I felt comfortable to talk about it. Right. Mm. And then it later on in life, when I went through something else, it's like, it took me a while till I felt like I had gone through it. Right. When I get through something, that's when I'm comfortable to say, okay, now I can talk about this. Right. And I, and I think for many of us, it's very similar. And what I notice now is just saying that these adversities that we go through are actually gifts. If we can choose to look at it that way. And and just seeing right now, I mean, I'm literally, and I have to just say, like, I'm looking at this book right now that just came out that I published, which is a dream I had as a child. And then I think about my inner child going through losing her job, the adversity of not knowing, okay. And I was, we were, we were just had got a new place to move. And it's like, okay, I'm the single mom with the full responsibility and that's why I kept the solid job because that's the structure and that's what you're supposed to do kind of thing. But at the end of the day, when I don't know if I could say it, but if it hits the fan, yeah, shit. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but when shit hits the fan and you're like, okay, you know, so my initial reaction to adversity in a lot of situations is okay. Just do the responsible thing immediately as soon as possible. Right. Mm. Um, and especially now as being a, a parent, I think no matter what, when you're a parent, you will just genuinely think different. You will, you will always think of what's in the best interest of your kid. Mm. So the reason I had thought, okay, when I lost my job, I got to go get another job. So I, I applied in the month of January. I think I had 50 interviews. I don't even know how many interviews I had. And that was stressful in and of itself because I was like rushing the process to avoid processing the emotions and like what I was actually going into and to honestly take that would have been the easy route was like go take one of these jobs Mm. um because in my work i've been doing stuff in the digital wellness space for 10 years and now all of a sudden we're in the pandemic which that's a hot market right Mm. self-care wellness all this so sure there was a lot of opportunity but i remember thinking okay if i say yes to any of these am i saying yes to myself is this the best thing that I could do for me and for my kid and, and hearing the noise around me of, you better take that job. You better, you know, people around me that, that know having to say no to that and say, no, I'm, this is, I'm saying yes to myself this time. Like mm. I'm my inner child can go hang out in the back of the bus. Love her. Love you, Jerry. But right now, Zena, the warrior princess is stepping in. So that's the way we're rolling. So it's just really interesting to see how, when you go through a tough time and that tough time for me losing a job. Okay. I've never lost a job before. I've worked since I was 12 years old. It was a pain point. However, I completely acknowledge uh, and put it into perspective of what a minor, a minor thing it is like losing my dad was a lot more painful. Right. Um, 
being sick, having depression, anxiety, being in a toxic relationship. Like there's other things that I've been through in my life that were a lot more painful to go through. Um, but I think when you get to a point in your life and you feel like, oh, cool, I'm coasting on this wave. This is fun. It's like a part, like a, like a happy wave of life. And then it crashes when you don't expect it at all. And you're like, oh, wait. And now we're in this pandemic. Like, what the, am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just pretty cool. The choice, the element of choice and making the best of whatever we have, even when we don't know where it's going to go. Mm. Yeah. And you get better at navigating the challenging moments, the more you've been through too. And things mm-hmm. that may have been more challenging before don't seem as challenging. Your perspective totally. shifts because mm-hmm. you're becoming more empowered. Right. And, and you realize that, you know, it's coming for you. It's just your, how are you going to react? How are you mm-hmm. going to look at it? And it's really like looking at it that you will get something from this on the other side. Right. So and I think it's like the key is to see that in the moment, even though that's like yeah. the hardest thing to do. The hardest thing to that do is, is so to hard to do, especially to like, when you're in your emotions and you're in yeah. it. Like I remember being in it. And this is, like I said, just one thing, but because we're talking about it, it's interesting. Cause I remember my family, I'm the positive light. Right. And everybody mm. will say, Oh, Jamie, you're always in a good mood. And, and most more often than not, I am. And that's also, I think a trained skill too. And a habitual thing that I've worked on for years and will continue to work on is um, just the art of joy of like simple joy. I remember when I was feeling down and it was during the holidays and the beginning of the year. And that's my daughter's birthday. And I had all like literally all these different changes were happening. We were moving, all these great things were happening. And then this came about. And as much as I don't ever want to let money be the thing that gets in the way, it was pretty stressful. It was a very stressful situation going from feeling incredibly secure in that area, going from that to like, okay, nothing. Right. And I had never, for me, I was like, I've never done unemployment. I've, so I was like, I don't know. This is just scary. Um, but thinking back on it now, I remember some, even my own family members were asking me, you know, are you okay? You're not yourself. You're real. like, we're, you know, you're, you seem like really down. I'm like, yeah, I feel like shit. It feels awful. But I remember unlike when I was 10, 15, 20, 25, I'm 35 now. In, in that moment, I was able to see the bigger picture and say to whoever was talking to me, like, I actually need to feel shit right now. I need, you know, like you need to give me the space. And that's years of learning boundaries and all that, where I was saying, yes, I am miss positive and light and happy. Most of the time I give you that, but right now you got to just let me feel like shit. Cause I got to feel this. And I'm glad I did. So I think for anyone listening, sometimes you really do need to feel the shit. Mm. Thank you for saying that and bringing that up (laughs) because I talk about that a lot, you know, Uh whatever you want to call it, shadow work or whatever. And um, I'm very similar to you in that way that I like to be positive and that's, you know, where we want to sit mostly, but we also need to honor those days or those feelings or process the stuff, the shit we've gone through sometimes. Right. And that's why journaling and meditating and, you know, having that reflection is so important because if you don't give it the space, then it's just going to keep showing up. Mm-hmm. It's just going to keep like lingering. Totally. Right. And I, I love that because people, people don't realize the value in that, but you don't want to sit in it too long. And that's the thing is sometimes right, people that's get the stuck key. 
right? Mm-hmm. And the next question for me that's perfect leading into this for you is that, okay, so something happens. Let's say specifically you lose your job, you know, shit hits the fan, you're, you got responsibilities. What does the process look like for you? Like, I feel like shit today, but I need to get out of this. I need mm-hmm. to be here today. I don't, today's mm-hmm. not the day to feel it. Today is like, I got to shift my state. What does right. that look like for you? Such a wonderful question. I'm so glad you brought that up because I currently work with many clients who have gone through a big traumatic situation and even to the point of their mental wellness has been brought to a a level that feels so low. And so I also want to acknowledge that it's really important to be able to do the shadow work and feel the shit. It's also really key to know when you, when you need support or ways and um, good positive triggers of how to get yourself out of it. Because like you said, you know, getting stuck is another thing. Feeling it is, is I came from a place of, you know, years of learning how to be avoidant to emotions, right? Just laser. Um, And so that also isn't healthy. But for me, on those days or times in life when I feel like crap and I know I need to get out of it and bring it, it's interesting because now I have almost a routine of, of these little triggers that I can do to get myself out of the, the crappy feeling. So like, for example, let's just say I'm feeling like crap um, for whatever reason, or I'm going through a tough time and I have to work tomorrow or, you know, whatever it is for me. Number one is music. Music is a huge trigger, like key trigger for me. There's always music playing. I mean, even when I jumped on with you, there was like music playing somewhere. I'm like, is it in my house? Where is it? Music to me does something that nourishes my soul that I can't explain. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible. So finding music that, that resonates with me, that feels good. Um, even, you know, if I'm feeling down, even if I'm like wanting to listen to a sad ballad, I'm like, nope, I'm going to throw on some really uplifting music, some Stevie wonder, some, you know, something that's just going to make me feel good. Another thing is, um, meditation, you know, just sitting and breathing and whether it's just quick box breathing for a few minutes and letting the emotions and feelings kind of play out and reminding myself that I am not my emotions as simple as that can be, you know, this is, this is how I'm feeling and it's okay. Um, but I, it is not me. And then, um, uh, definitely making sure to practice, which is what I preach self-care in all the areas. So uh, acknowledging the feelings, writing them down, getting them out of my head, talking to someone, whether it be my therapist or whether it be one of my friends that I know I can go to in whatever situation and just say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. I just need to get it out. Um, exercise, exercise has genuinely saved my life. I love exercise, um, nourishing the body, being around uplifting people. So even in the moment when I don't feel like it, I know similar to when someone goes to the gym or they work out with me, they're not in the mood. And then afterwards, even if they didn't feel like they did so great, they always feel better. Same thing, right? Like doing, like putting myself in the environment that I know will help move to shake things up a little bit. So that's, that's what I normally do. Um, and I, I do also feel like that that is a, a skill because if you would have asked me this when I was like 12 years old, I would have probably said that that was bullshit. Mm. Like a moment of gratitude. I remember back in the day when people would tell me to do that as a child. And I was like, does that really work? You know? 
And now I do that every day. And now I've had multiple people come to me and go, I used to think you were nutty for saying that. Now I do it every day. And I'm like, yeah, there is a method behind it. Gratitude is everything. Mm -hmm. Changed my life so many ways. Like, yeah, it's, it's so important. I thought it was all bullshit when I first heard it, even like up to like five years ago, I was like, how does that work? How's that, Mm -hmm. you know? And, but at the same time, your amount that you believe in something is the amount that it's going to work too. I fully, fully mm-hmm. believe that. Totally. Like if you think, totally. if you think law of attractions bullshit, it doesn't work. Well, good job. It's not going to work. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, honestly, I'm starting, I've seen this in my own life. If I don't believe that something works, mm-hmm. it's exactly true. If I do yeah. believe it works, it works. The power of our mind is just cerebrally beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. And the ability that we can change our emotional state. And like, this is Tony Robbins stuff too, that I learned a lot, you know, in his, you know, unleash the power within and, you know, Mm -hmm. Tony's not for everybody, but I just, it's so simple for me to like understand that we can, we can really be responsible for our energy and our emotions. Right. And, and it's like, Mm -hmm. we got to know what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Because we, we have to be responsible for that, especially if we're influencing people or mm-hmm. do our energy matters. Yeah. Like, how do we, how do we make that happen? Like, how do we switch that? And I love when I hear, cause, cause we're all humans. Like we're all going to wake up, not feeling amazing some days, mm-hmm. but how do you, how do you get yourself to that level? And I just love that because the more we're there, the more we're in that vibration, the more that we can create and the more all the things, right? And sometimes people get stuck in like, well, they're so much different. Mm -hmm. They they have something different. It's like, no, they just, they practice it over and over again. It's not any easier. Right. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I mean, I laugh. I was talking with a client this morning and we were doing pushups together and, and I was joking, but I was laughing at myself saying, you know, like no matter how many pushups I could do, And no matter how great, you know, I could be at this, like, it's still hard, but I still have to show up and I still have to do it. And I think it's the same thing with anything. It's, um, you know, the way I teach my self-care programs is really about the incremental tiny little baby changes over time, because it's, that's, what's really Mm. going to make the impact over time. Right. It's like kind of in a way, the less is more in the bigger picture in all areas of life where Mm. if we can start and then, and then I think it changes your perspective on what to be grateful for, right? Like it could be the sip of this beautiful water I have or having this conversation with you. Like it's, it becomes, I've always been very cheesy. uh, And I know that my family and friends have told me that my entire life. And, and I, it used to be something that they would make fun of. And even if they make fun of it now, it's like, I feel like it's my greatest asset is how cheesy I am because it's, it's genuine. Like Mm. the cheese that I bring is the unicorn cheese, like the real Mm. deal of like, how do we celebrate these moments? And I, I know for sure that if it weren't for all the crap that I went through and that I'll certainly go through more, uh, I wouldn't acknowledge how great the little things are. Yeah. The dualities, you know, you gotta, Mm -hmm. you gotta know one from the other, the dark, the light. And in order Mm -hmm. to fully fully embrace the light we have to know the dark you know i know that dark oh that dark i know that dark yeah 
you mentioned anxiety and you had anxiety and you, you know, whether you go through it now as well as like, I can really resonate. And I want to ask you because anxiety has been something that for me has gotten in the way many times, but I've learned how to, how to really like what brings it on and, you know, how to mm-hmm. fix it. Some people are kind of in the, in our world right now. They're like, I have anxiety. And it's like, well, what do you eat? What do you drink? Do you exercise? Like there's all these things. Right. And then, right. and they take medication instead. What right. I, I love to know is like, what's your process when you go through anxiety? Like how yeah, does, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was just talking with uh, one of my doctor colleagues about the fact that one in three women right now are on medication for either antidepressant or anxiety. And although I believe that there is and full, you know, full disclaimer and, um, like I'm not a doctor, so Mm -hmm. I can't say. And I think that there's a time and a place when people do need that. Um, at the end of the day, I, I also full heartedly believe that as a society, we are way over medicated and, and, and addicted. And, um, and it's something that I'm really passionate about in doing whatever I can in my lifetime to leave a legacy, to help someone learn, themselves, like to actually learn healthier techniques to deal with things like anxiety, depression. Like I, I mean, I was diagnosed at one point with like everything. It was like, she's depressed. She has anxiety. She's got, um, insomnia. Then I had like stomach issues. Oh, well now she has IBS and she has this gut thing. And then it's like, and they're like, Oh, take the pill for this, take a pill for that. Take it. Oh, well, these pills don't work. And now mind you, I was like 12 years old when all this stuff really came about. And I look back now and I'm like, wow, that girl like was going through puberty and like, you know, like all these other things where I'm like, maybe I just needed to like quit eating freaking shit food, Mm. exercise, learn how to meditate, understand what was important to me, like ditch some of my shit friends. Like there's things that I look back on now that I'm like, well, duh. Mm. Um, A lot of it, I do believe a lot of it is environmental. So to answer your question, uh, if I, if, and when I deal with anxiety, which happens, right? Like I remember the beginning of the pandemic. Oh my gosh. I was so worried about my grandma and my mother because our family's really close and, and they're, we're all social butterflies and they're especially, and I'm like, you guys cannot go out, you know? And like my anxiety kicked in because I had no clue what the F was going on. And I just remember like, no one's going to the grocery store besides me. Like I literally called my brother. I'm like, we need to all live in the same house. And like, this is it. I mean, we got like cuckoo about it for the first couple months, just because we really had no idea what was going. I mean, no one really did. Um, but to the point of now looking back, I mean, I was washing the fruits and that's like stuff where I'm like, okay, I was in gloves, you know, all that. Um, and so for sure, certainly I had anxiety then like that would, I would be crazy for me to say I didn't have anxiety then now in dealing with it, it it's a different process than it once was right. Like as a mm. child, when I had anxiety, like I said, doctors, therapists were like, here, take this medication. And then I was like, I don't feel good. I feel weird now. I feel like I don't have, you know, I'm like, I hated it. Um, and so for me, like, I don't, I don't like taking that medica- medication at all. I don't like taking even like an aspirin if unless it's like apps, like the last time I took it, I think it was for like a toothache three years ago. Mm. Um, but I really believe that the power of, even incremental changes within our mind and just learning Mm. about it. So for example, I've been working with a brain neuroscience doctor 
um, to just understand more about the brain and the brain chemistry so that I can help my clients mm -hmm. to explain it in a way that I, I do believe that with anything, right? Like once I understood about fitness, like why it's good for the body and why it helps. And like all, once I understood what it was and I was like, cool, I'll do 20 minutes a day. No problem. Once I understood the importance of sleep and actually understood it from like, not a shameful, like you need rest because, you know, not like that. It was more of like, this is what happens in the parasympathetic nervous system when your body's relaxed. And this is what happens. These are the, you know, eight hours. And when you go through REM sleep, this is what happens during REM. It's to me, I think of a lot of it is more about just educating ourselves in a way that will help to empower ourselves because we're going to be inundated with information all over the place of like, either take this pill, do this quick fix, do this, do that. And at the end of the day, it really should be about the individual making the decision and being their own best advocate. And I remember being 12, not being able to make a decision for myself at that time, but saying, I don't want to be on medication. I don't want to be on pills. And it was like, we'll take another pill because she's not, it's not working or whatever. So whenever I have anxiety now, the way I deal with it is very simple. And that's the other thing too, is like simplifying shit down, um, identifying what is causing my anxiety, bringing the attention to it, writing it down, getting it out of my head, observing it literally and saying, okay, this is what I'm feeling anxious about right now. And then truly I lean on a lot of, I use a lot of support. So whether it be, I've had a therapist for a long time. Um, I, have, like I said, certain friends that I know I can call, um, out of the blue and just be like, Hey, I'm having this kind of weird feeling, you know? And, and then once a lot of the times getting it out of my mouth helps get it out of my head. Yeah. Anx anxiety is just such an interesting thing because it's different for everybody. You know, right. it's like some people, what they describe as it is different than others. And right. it's just so interesting because this might be, I don't know if I've really talked about this, but this might be helpful for all you guys listening as well. It's like, there's like a little checklist that can, you can go through also. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, how much processed foods are you eating? Because this is the mm -hmm. stuff that like, I know when my anxiety is through the roof, I'm like, oh mm -hmm. shit, I, I've been eating. Like I had some pizza. Crap. Yeah. I didn't sleep. I've had too much coffee. I've had sugar mm -hmm. and I'm kind of like, and I'm nervous about the weirdest <laughs> shit. I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. why do I feel like a, a space cadet right now? You know, I also punished my body a lot when I was 20. I did a lot of drugs, partied many, many, many years. So I'm trying to like rewire and fix all that, but it comes back. And just for all of you guys listening out there, like really look at your habits. Like you're saying the simple things. It's like, yeah. have a checklist. How did you yeah. eat today? Like really be totally. honest. Did you totally. drink water? Did you get sun? Yeah. Did you exercise? Do you have mm -hmm. friends that you can count on? Are you doing something that you're passionate about? There's so many things that we can do before we're like, let's just take a pill. Yeah. You know, let's just have a drink because drinking mm -hmm. was my vice for a while. I'd get nervous. Right. I'd smash a drink. I'd have vodka. Soda. Right. Right. No. Totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I feel you on that. I went through a major phase where it was just like a, every, every day was a party, but looking back, a lot of it was to avoid whatever I was being anxious about or feeling or whatnot. And, and so also for anyone listening, the coolest thing that I continuously discover 
as I do this work, not just with myself, but with clients is we are adaptative mm. beings. So Love that. we have, we have the power within our hands to actually make these changes. And, and one may argue this with me, but I'm, I damn well believe in what I'm about to say is not only are we adaptative, we also have the capacity to undo some of the doing. So for someone that might say, oh, well, you know, I, I mean, you had just acknowledged what you did. Like I thrashed my body. I used to eat a pint of ice cream a day. I ate bacon every day. I drank like a fish. I smoked pot, like I smoked cigarettes. You know, the reality is like, this is, and, and now fast forward 15 years, like, oh, that was a long time ago, but I can't deny that that happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to deny that that happened. The reality is it's like, okay, so how can I now every day love my body, love my mind, love my spirit, love my six pillars of like, I have this written here because it's for, for always every day. I look at this and it's the six pillars of self-care, but all these pillars what are of our life, like, ah, I love it. So physical, so everything yeah. physical, mental, emotional. So the other side of mental, men the mental being like brain health, and then the emotional side, spiritual, financial, social. Hmm. Yeah. So those are the six pillars. But, uh, but I think for anyone that experiences anxiety, first of all, acknowledge it. Like, I think the biggest thing too, is the, the ability to just say like, I, I, I'm feeling this, I'm experiencing this and then bringing awareness to just like what you said, the simple things, the minute that I literally stopped eating shit, mm. stopped putting crap into my body, whether it was alcohol or cigarette or whatever else, um, that I stopped listening to like really depressing music or, you know, even like, yeah. that's what I'm saying is even the music, um, even Netflix watching shit before bed, oh like stuff gosh. that makes you feel bad. Like that's a oh bad my God. I, Like I don't yeah. watch, I don't, first mm. of all, I don't nowadays, I don't really watch much. I love it, but I also yeah. have a four-year-old. And so if I watch it, it's usually something that's like on Disney or Pixar, which I love too. For sure. Um, but you know, I recently, I saw something, uh, briefly like five minutes when I was at someone's house and it was a very, very, very like horrifically graphic, depressing. And I, I used to love watching stuff like that. And I look back now and I'm like, no wonder I couldn't sleep. Like I'd watch these like horror stories and then it'd be right before bed where then I've got the lights shining on my eyes. Then I used to be sitting on my phone right before bed. And then the minute I would wake up, I'd be on my phone again. So it's mm. these behavioral patterns that we do that we don't, that's the other thing too. Most of the time we aren't even aware of it. Like yeah. I look back at my, at my younger, you know, 15 to 20 year old self, because that was when I, that was my wildest time was 15 to 20 from 15 to 20. I mean, I was the life of everybody's party. I was throwing everybody's party. I was just, uh, it's, it's a, like, that is where also a lot of my gratitude is, is that like, I pushed a lot of a lot of my own limitations in ways that were not healthy. And I'm very blessed that I, that I realized it, mm. you know, that I, that I was able to just realize it. And really my realization was my dad died. Right. So when my dad died and my dad was someone, he was my best friend. And when he, I watched him 
for all these years of my life, he was the coolest guy. He was a musician. He was a pilot. He was a real estate agent. He was everyone's best friend. He was so vibrant and so wonderful. And yet he was an addict and he was addicted to all the things. And I remember him, he used to always say to me, if you have this gene, make sure you do something good with it. And I would always be like, what are you talking about, dude? Like you're tripping that, you know, I just was like, whatever. And it wasn't until he died that even a couple of years later went by. And I like, I had this aha moment where I was like, whoa, I totally hundred percent know my purpose forever. Mm. And, um, so it's really interesting too. I think just bringing awareness. So for anyone listening, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, whether it's your own limiting beliefs, whether it's shit you've gone through or you're going through right now, having the deep, deep, deep rooted belief within yourself. And I think that that's huge too. You, you've got to find that. And if, if you need help finding that, like get help finding that because you've got to have that belief in yourself to know that you want, that you want joy, that you want to feel it, that you want, you know, like the gratitude practice we were talking about, like, I can't tell you how many people made fun of me for it that now call me. And they're like, man, I do this shit every day. <laughs> like yeah. it really does work, but it's like, just like you were saying, you've got to believe it. And so then someone may say, well, what if I just don't, if I'm feeling that crappy about life or whatnot, I think in that moment, that's when support is so key. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And I was just, I was, when I was doing my gratitude today, no joke, I was just saying that belief thing. I was like, but this is like, when you want to create a business, when you want to create anything, you have to figure out how to believe in yourself because anybody that's done it, all they've done is believe themselves more than they don't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we, however, whatever you need to do to get there, I, I, I like, really, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> like, yeah. talk to somebody, yeah. totally you know, do get therapy, you know, work on your traumas, right. whatever you can do to get to the level where you fully believe that you're capable of the thing you want, mm-hmm. you want to create, you know, it's, it's, yeah, that is, um, it's such a powerful, powerful way. And, um, I know we're running out of time here. I could talk to you all day. But uh, I, I just want to say, th- like, thank you so much. I really wanted to learn more about the, the human that you see on social media. And this is why I love having these conversations because, you know, you show up, you have such great energy, but it's always great to like, see like, like what's behind, what's behind. Yeah. And that like, people don't always see that. And I just love to show that. So thank you for how you show up and thank you for diving in and, and sharing some of that with us today. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's actually really fun. Truly. It's really fun to be on the other side of the, you know, the, of the interview. Mm. Nice. So thank you for having me. It's wonderful. And I appreciate what you do. And I just want to continue to work with you and with, you know, the whole crew that we have going on to really spread and continue to spread this message that a it's okay. Sometimes to not be okay. B the shit that we go through, like one of my favorite quotes that my grandma has told me my entire life is even the most beautiful flowers grow through the same dirt. Every flower grows oh. through dirt. And I love that because it's like, I love, like I stop and smell roses. That's another thing. All these simple mm. things yeah. that can just change the, the biochemistry of what's going on inside of you. Um, it's just, it's really powerful. And I will also say to anyone listening, take some inventory today on where you're at on those six pillars. And if you need a reminder, reach out to me, but on, mm-hmm. you know, the, like how you're taking care of yourself, 
because the minute that you begin to actually shift those, your entire world can change. And not only have I just seen it firsthand within myself, but I've seen it over and over and over again with clients of, you know, the minute that they start to make these little changes, instead of trying to do the whole thing all at once, um, stuff happens. Mm. Where can we find you and check you out? Because I know there's people that would definitely love to work with you. Thank you. You can find me. I'm actually, um, I don't know when this will be released, but my new website's just about to get launched, but I have my regular website, but it's just my name, jamiemcfaden.com, J-A-I-M-E-M-C-F-A-D-E-N. And then of course, uh, my name on Instagram and let's see what else. Yeah, that's where you can find me. I mean, you could find me a bunch of other places, but, (laughs) (laughs) but now that I, now that I'm a free agent doing my own thing, that's where I would love for you to find me. And on Clubhouse, of course, which I oh, need, to go, I need to go on there yeah. more often. I haven't been I have on been, I have actually, no, I had to take like a hot minute because I had to focus on the book and a couple yeah. other things, but um, oh, yeah, your book too. Let's talk. Yay. So your oh, yeah. book too. So now I'm a published author of a children's book. Um, it was a dream I had since I was a little girl. And here we talk about believing, believing in your dreams um, and not letting any sort of limiting beliefs get in the way. So Sophia's village. Yes. It is it is now on Amazon and yes it's a story uh it's perfect for what we're talking about it's all about support and community and um inclusion no matter when you feel lost or where you may think you're going and you don't know um yeah so i hope that everyone can check it out and i hope that uh yeah i just i'm honored thank you so much for having me oh uh, it's been an absolute pleasure it's been you're an absolute great. pleasure and i could talk to you for hours this is so awesome and i know People are going to love this and you're just a, just an awesome human. So grateful. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Okay. Well, I hope this hope helps at least one person that's listening today. So thank you. <laughs> uh, thanks everybody. Thank you. Thanks everybody. Please subscribe to the podcast. If you are listening to this on Apple, hit subscribe. If you are listening to this on Spotify, hit the follow button. And we are available on YouTube. If you decide you want to watch this on YouTube, subscribe there as well. And we'd love to hear your comments of what you thought of the episode. Share this if you get value. Like I said in the beginning, how you can support the show is by sharing this. Tag us on social media, on Instagram. And if you can, leave us a review. It's greatly appreciated. And most importantly, love you guys. Stay inspired. All the best. We'll catch you next time.